Welcome to the True Logic DX, the podcast edition, the place where we talk about trends, news, and insights for individuals and businesses who want to succeed in digital marketing. Join our host, SEO expert and certified mom's boy, Bernard Sunwan, as he gives you the lowdown on digital marketing fundamentals, tips and best practices, and easy conversations with industry experts about the latest trends and happenings in the digital world. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the True Logic DX podcast. Today, we're going to discuss something a bit controversial, and it's legislation that's coming from the U.S. that's been proposed to Congress, and it seeks a way that limits big tech, right? And big techs like Amazon, Google, Facebook, and the way they serve ads to users, banning the use of a lot of personal data altogether. So will this be a game changer for every digital marketer? Will it affect us here in the Philippines? And or does it only target US markets? Or you know, will it be adopted everywhere else? These are some of the questions that we're going to try to answer in this episode. And we are joined by TrueLogic's founder and our senior partner, Mr. Itamar Guerrero. So welcome to Thank the TrueLogic DX there. podcast. Good to be here. Yeah, it's Great. been a while since we've done a DX together, right? Like over a year. Yeah, so new format for you, also new format for me. But let's dive into the meat of the discussion. Let's say broad overview, putting legislation that restricts the amount of information that advertisers can see. Is it generally leaning to the good or the bad? Well, as an advertiser, of course, the bad. Right. As a consumer, <laughs> I, I also don't think, I don't think it's good. Because as a consumer, I would like to be advertised things that are relevant for right, me. Right, right. But the question is to 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 how much of an extent do those big tech companies go into right. exploiting my data, right? Or really like zeroing in on on my data? And I think that's the that's the fine line. If we could find a way, and I think they're already finding a way right. to to segmentize right. uh, users versus naming them by name. But so I, I think mean, it's 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 uh, bad generally. Yeah. For me. So so right now, as so let's say as a user, right, and not as a marketer first. As a user, do you particularly feel your data is overexploited? Do you feel you're over advertised to? I don't even know how much uh, of it is out there and how much is it exploited. Mm-hmm. I think that as um, advertisers that are kind of in the surface level of you know Google Ads, Facebook right. Ads. We don't see the the data data trading and data sets that right. are out there. So this is this is the part that is bad. The part that is good is just the fact that it's just we're going to see we're going to watch ads anyway. Right. We might as well see something that's relevant for us. So let's say out of all of the ads that you personally experience, how much would you say falls like within the good? Like oh, I could use that. Like, oh, I'm so glad I saw that. I'd say eighty percent. Oh, not bad. And, and you know, as as a, as a marketer, I say, oh, those twenty percent, they should be. Uh, it should be school because <laughs> yeah. because I don't want to see ads. I'm going to see them anyway. It creates this fatigue of I'm not looking at ads anyway, right. so I'm not going to look at them doubly when they're really not relevant for me, uh, you know, consistently. Right. So I think let's let's demystify like what the what the content of the legislation is, right? Because it's a bit of a mouthful, and I think when people hear it, they're not really going to understand. I think legislation is just written that way. Like yeah, it's not yeah, to written in plain English, right? Yeah. One of the things that it says is that they prohibit networks, facilitators from using personal data, like especially precise locations, right? So, so that's one. The other thing that they ban people from from using as data would be 
gender, race, religion, like that kind yeah. of personal yeah. data. Yeah. Like especially if you're a oh, like if you're a data broker. But I, I think one of the weaknesses that I found in it, and there's already an opinion piece there, right, is that for every instance that they find you violating it, it's five thousand dollars. I think it was five hundred to five thousand, and right. because you know that could multiply times hundreds of thousands. Yeah. I think it's mainly made to scare when they start passing this legislation, mm-hmm. and this is not new. Uh, there, there is already uh, there are things in place, and this is why we can't advertise for real estate. I think based on right. uh, specifics like gender, location, right politics and employment. So it's like, it's already on their way. Right. And I think they're just trying to make it big. So somewhere they, they will somewhere meet in the middle because mm-hmm. they have to start with the right. best case scenario for the legislator, worst case scenario for the advertising. So, you know, so what does agencies. that mean? Like to restrict the amount of data advertisers can collect? Like meaning, so like right now in a nutshell, what pieces of information can advertisers collect? At the end of the day, I think it's, it's, I didn't really thoroughly, but I think it's more of the deep dive into who you are, what you are, what right. you bought, cross-referencing data right. versus you were in the market for something. Right. And I think, I think to be more practical about it, it will push advertisers to be more thematic about where they're advertising. It's kind of like bringing us back to the olden days of advertising where you mm-hmm. buy banners on a website because right. you know that your users are on that website. Right. And if to be even more practical, it just brings you back to a rule of thumb, good marketing hygiene of, you right. know what, just start collecting your users right. and, and your leads and your your, your your own contact data versus relying on these Facebook ads that, you know, we can stop right. and then sales stop. Yeah. At any given day. And I think people probably would not be wrong. There's a lot of assumptions in the market that the company, the big bad that's going to be affected by this the most is probably going to be Facebook and Meta, right? So right. they're they're probably the ones that are going to be the most affected by a restriction like this. Do you think it's generally targeted towards them or do you think it's just a paranoia about no, big tech think, in general? I think it's generally it's starting it started very permissive mm-hmm. and very exploitable. I think if you look at it, if you go backwards, money started very exploitable. Mm. We started having banknotes in banks and then anybody with right. a bandana and a horse <laughs> could come and take, take that money. And then they started pulling back and saying, okay, we need to protect that money. And right. it's the same with your, your private data. We saw the Cambridge Analytica case and right. saw how exploitable it is. They're just trying to dial it back. But the question is, dial it back how far? Because I think like if to go, to go a bit uh, uh, far maybe, when marketing costs are going to go up because you can't target your real users, right. the cost of the product would go up. Right. You know, it would create inflation, right. jobs would be lost, and so on and so forth. So, again, they're trying to harness user right. data. I don't think it's uh, anything particular against a Facebook or a Google or uh, you know an right. Amazon. I, I also don't think it's very targeted towards Facebook. I, I think they're the reason why. I think it's because Facebook is always in the news so much, right? Yeah, about harvesting yeah, yeah. this kind of data or knowing that kind of activity that you're They're doing. Or knowing scapegoats right, or everybody else. Right. Or everybody else is doing the yeah, same thing. Yeah, that's true. Although I do feel like, and this is where my bias is going to step in a bit, right? Like, But I always feel like Google has been very ethical with my data. So mm. I, I I know that they probably collect want a lot. To believe like, that they're very yeah. okay. Like I mean, especially since I use Chrome, so they're probably collecting more right. stuff about me than, than I bargained for. But I, I felt like in terms of the advertising experience that I get on Google, I have always felt that it's been very appropriate. I don't think any of it has been has been inappropriate. And I think Facebook always gets the flack because 
they're always the guys getting called into Congress or somebody. Somebody's testifying. They'll be practically because Google really knows your, what they call the zero moment of truth. They know what right. you want to buy right now. Right. And if an advertiser is willing to buy it for you, for, uh, sell it to you. But with Facebook, it's kind of generally leisure time. Let's show you. It's right. like the ads in the middle of a movie. Right. Right. Versus right. a vendor in front of you in a market that specializes in it. Right. Thing. Right. So I, I don't think that Google is uh, nicer than everybody else. Right. And I think they have more information than everybody else. And I know that they'll probably also share it, you know, to the highest bidder as well. Right. So I think they're all, they're all sinners in that regard. Yeah. And I think part of the reason, so I think we agree, yeah, marketing wise, it'll make a marketer's life more difficult. I think for small businesses, it will make their life either more difficult or more expensive. But, right, exactly. But, the, the initial, the top of the funnel yeah. phase. And if you develop those good marketing habits, I think it'll be, you might make it more efficient to mm, recycle right. users, to find new leads and to keep them while they're still leads. You don't right. need to zero just on buyers, yep. but you know, the usual content marketing, building yep. authority, uh, providing I, value. Yeah, you're right. And I think there are people that are using the fact that getting leads on Facebook is so cheap that they just lean into it. it too much. Exactly. And right? when that stops, then your sales cycle stops. Yeah. Although I, I think there is a real impact that is going to happen to small business owners. Because let's face it, advertising on Facebook is relatively cheap. Anybody can afford it. Like the, the first time I still. tried it and I was used to Google, I was like, what? It costs how much? I think it's in the Philippines context. I think in the United right? States, it's already cutthroat. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then and, and people use it for e-commerce and then you put Instagram into the mix. Right. It's really, you really need to optimize your conversions. There. Yeah. And I think the big bad that they're trying to stop here is discrimination or voter suppression. So political topics. So I guess to a degree, the algorithm, digital marketing is getting politicized, just like every, yeah. everything is getting politicized. But I think lawmakers are trying to prevent advertisers from exploiting users' data, yeah. right? Because the data does belong to the user in reality. They're trying to prevent another Cambridge Analytica or another right. 2016 election. Right. But let's talk advertising channel by advertising channel, right? What would a bill like this impact in terms of advertising on Google, let's mm -hmm. say? Will it yield similar, worse, better results? If you're referring to specifically uh, the bill that I've read earlier, I think it'll be worse. Right. Because they're, so why? Even, why? They're, they're, they're referring to search intent. Right. Right. And I don't mind people knowing my search intent. I think it's more about talking about finding the middle way mm -hmm. where I don't mind you knowing that I just had a baby. We had the baby seven months ago. Right. But don't know me by name and the name of my baby and right. the day yeah. birth of the baby. Just put me in a bucket that says male, right. new dad, and show me all the you know products for new dads with right. seven months old. And I think Google is starting to move in this direction without any legislative right. push. No, right? there was, there was, because it started there. I mean, mm -hmm. even if they targeted mainly Facebook or coincidentally, it mainly harmed Facebook, everybody understands that they need to, to brace themselves. Mm -hmm. The question is, what's the middle way? So, and I think one of the things you mentioned earlier is that the legislation is sort of taking it to one side of the extreme to see where big tech will meet them halfway. Right? You have to, that's negotiation. You have right. to start harshly to meet in the middle. If they started mildly, nothing right. would change. And I think, again, it's just a proposal or it's just yeah. up uh, for right. debate. It's but, right. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're going to take a lot of advancement and then step backwards yeah. to the dark ages of, uh, of yeah. internet advertising. YouTube advertising. Would it be 
same, better, worse. Same banana, worse. Okay, they use the same algorithms, I think. Right. If they can't use your search intent, if they can't know who you are, what's your uh, right. sex, you know, what's your you know, uh, recent search history, right. they won't know that. And in my opinion, YouTube is already sort of like wide net in terms of advertising. To me, personally, it's rarely very specific. Mm-hmm. Unlike my Google experience, like when yeah, Google advertises is, to me, it's more specific, right? Yeah, maybe it's still, uh, I wouldn't say cheap, but it's still uh, up to any taker to go and right, right. awareness it's, on YouTube. It still so feels like new age TV. Randomness. I think the one move that was kind of enforced through Apple with the iOS is to opt in right. into advertising. Right. And I think if you want to make it a bit harsher, you just shut off all the ads and yeah. people like me that don't mind seeing, you know, baby product advertisements right. should opt in to begin with. Mm-hmm. Right now, everybody's still opted in in a way and everybody's yeah. data is out there in a way. Right. This, this sort of just takes the Apple move and puts it and codifies it into law, I think, for them. Yeah. What was that move to you when the Apple's new feature or when the iPhone's new feature was privacy? What was your opinion about as, that? As a user or as a yeah. marketer? Because so let's say as a user first. Oh, right? okay. As a marketer, I think we have differing opinions. But for, as a user, first. as a user, I think just that that button that allows you to opt out mm. kind of gives you power back, right? And it feels nice. Yeah. And you know what? To be honest, I I press all the time like no, don't give, don't share my. Oh, okay. Even though I do want to get customized, okay. it's it's just kind of like a new new toy and yeah. toy that gives you power. So yeah, I guess as a user, it is a good. So thing. for me, as a user, it sort of gave me a Marie Kondo moment. With my iPhone, to right? organize yeah, because you want to see what yeah, because when it when it pops up and says this app is trying to use this data, and I'm thinking, oh, but I don't even need that app, and I just get rid of it, right? And then yeah. I will see, and I'll see another pop up that says, let's see Fitbit, right? Because this yeah. is the one I always say yes to. They'll go, Fitbit has been accessing this data for the past couple of days. You want to let it continue accessing this data? Right. I go like, hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah like yeah. it says yes, no. But if there were a hell yeah there, I would click like hell yeah. It's like once in a while when you do your house cleaning for push notifications right. or after you approved access to your stuff. Right. Maybe the the middle ground is granting it by default and revoking it after seven days. Right. Meaning if I'm in the market, show me ads for the next seven days and then wipe my data. The, the thing is that you have to trust that the brokers wipe data and I think this is where it won't work and they're not very transparent with that either I think deliberately so I I think even as uh, marketers we don't know even the tip of the iceberg how much data points and how it looks like I mean we hear the the, the thousands of data points and more but we don't even have an idea a clue how it looks like Cross-referencing your, your, you know, your, your shopping, your, your right. credit card bill, where you've been, when you can cross-reference all this thing, you can really have a picture of a person. Yeah, and to me, I think to a degree, it's a step in the right direction. It's probably taking too many steps in in the right direction. What about for for Facebook? Like, what would it mean for both small businesses and marketers that were running ads on Facebook if this law came into effect, like based off of how they recommend it? How would that affect like? A digital marketing company that manages a Facebook account, a business that's got a captive team mm-hmm. that runs its Facebook campaign. What would they expect if something like this goes into law? So again, I think it brings you back to basic hygiene for mm-hmm. marketing, where you have to build your audience. Right. You have to get either it's a community or no way they hang out when it's not just Facebook right. or specific groups. Uh, within yeah. Facebook, getting their contact details, getting their data, all the way yeah. to addresses, right. kind of old school, right. sending postcards perhaps. 
it really brings you back to owning. And I think a lot of people are saying it when you rely on the platform to provide your sales, you know, the platform owns your right. sales and, they own the and you don't, and you don't right. own much. So right. it's really going back to proper marketing yeah. hygiene. And we had a, a conversation like this with one of our clients that was sort of debating, okay, do I keep working with the channel partner? And then do I put my advertising dollars to that channel partner? Or do I build my own e-commerce capabilities? Mm-hmm. Right? And they didn't know the answer. And we didn't tell them what the answer was, but we sort of said, how much does your audience's data matter to you? Right? Yeah. Like, does it matter to you? Does it have value? Because if it does, then build your own platform. Like, sure, do e-commerce by yourself. I mean, don't obliterate your channel partnerships. Clearly, you're driving inventory yeah. through there. But we told them if you, if your data matters, if you can create better experiences for your customers, for your for your existing customers or your new potential customers, you get permission to buy or permission to sell yeah. to them from your website, then that's the channel you want to go. So they eventually decided to go a mix. They will do their own e-commerce. We're actually working on it now, but they will keep their channel partnership alive. And I think that's an example of, yeah, don't be lazy. Don't just rely on third parties. That's the thing. It's it best practices, but not always you have the budget or the time on the knowledge. Right. But if you could do it, it might push you now to start focusing right. and discerning and understanding that you do need to do right. this and that. Maybe tell me what you think. It would also leave the top of the funnel awareness campaigns, mainly for the big brands that can afford yeah. to just kind of, you know, spray it right. using Facebook and Google and the rest will go and find their groups becoming an authority, doing right. content marketing. Right. Um, if the law passes yeah, that, right. you know. But I think, isn't this what Facebook though is, is advocating? And I think they know this, right? Like they will only become a playground for the big boys, for the people that can afford it. One of the things that we usually say about digital is it evens the playing field, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether you're small or you're big let the guy with the better campaign get the customers, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you've got something like this, then wouldn't it give the Unilevers and the PNGs of the world, because they've got all of the budget in the world. Right, and they can spray it. Right, right. they can brute force their way to your attention. Yeah. And then doesn't it box that, out players? Think. That's what I think. I think that if you can't really focus and, and target specific people right. and show a conversion from dollar to dollar, yeah. all that will be left will be awareness, big, broad campaigns right. and big budgets, naturally. Right. The other thing that I remember, and I tie this back to a previous DX conversation, the one that we had with Jason, and that happened right when the iOS upgrade was happening, like when yeah. Apple announced yeah. that, okay, our new feature is privacy. Like, whoa, <laughs> okay, so thank you for respecting my privacy. But that DX happened at around that conversation. And I asked him if Branch be worried about the upgrade that Apple was doing, like this privacy feature. And he said, no, for two reasons. A, the iPhone does not have the lion's share of mobile uh, of mobile computing in the Philippines. Yet. Yeah, right? You know, right? I can't it, stop right, progress. Right. I agree. I agree. But the other is, aside from the fact that the mass market in the Philippines is majority Android, he also said the way brands ought to circumvent this is by having their own captive data. Of right. course. And of course. I, I think as so, much as possible. But would that approach also work for a bill like this? Like, so now it's not Apple that's protecting your privacy. Now it's a law protecting your privacy. Right. Is the way to circumvent it still, you know, capture your users' data, capture your audience's yeah, data. And all the way to capture your leads' data before they're becoming mm-hmm. customers. And it goes to content marketing and creating valuable information for right. people that are pre decision to buy a product or your product. When I think about it, it's it's even funnier. It might take us aback so much that advertising on Google, let's say that the bill did pass in the, right. the, the current form, which I don't believe it ever will. And where Google can't really use your search, you know, mm-hmm. your search intent, 
it'll become again a situation where you just place a banner you place an ad on a website right. and google will have to become a content website kind of like what yahoo was right you'll right. buy a banner on facebook you'll buy a banner right. I mean, you'll buy, right. it's, it'll be media buying on specific yeah. pages on specific content except yahoo is not a search engine right they're more like a Anymore. web portal because they were a portal but now if if you can't really say hey, okay this user is looking for this and that it has to be based on where they're browsing and they're browsing right. within an article about newborns so then I can face it up. Right. So it's kind of becoming a media buying. So um, to the Filipino exercise. audiences that are that are listening to this, though, some of them might be thinking, okay, wait, but doesn't the data protection law in the Philippines already prevent advertisers? Yeah. Like, well, no, the privacy law in the Philippines, where they're saying you have to, it's why all of these Filipino websites have this pop-up that says, I accept, I accept, right, I right, accept. Right. So it is the Filipino adaptation to GDPR. Yeah. But most Filipinos might think, okay, wait, but isn't my data already protected? Why is this worth an, a True Logic DX episode? No, like, your data is being kind of harvested right. and, and censored and sent to probably thousands of locations right. every right. page you, yeah. you view and then cross-referenced and sold automatically without even right. you know, a right. broker. And I think this is what most people and most brands in the Philippines don't understand about the data privacy law, right? Like, like the data privacy law just forces businesses to disclose what information of yours they capture. Yeah. But I mean, okay, so let's let's prevent like, them from right, right. maliciously using it and reusing it and reselling exactly. it. Exactly. But I think like if to go practically whether this law would be passing or not passing, it's really about owning your data, asking politely for data. Right. So you do based on your, you know, geolocation, you be polite about the data you're asking for, but also build yourself as a brand, as an authority, as a value providing source right. for the lead, not for the client yeah. beforehand. And yeah. I think a lot of brands are doing it. And I think most people don't read the, the data privacy thing. <laughs> yes. I think it's, it's made to be so tricky that you just click it just to see the content under. Right. You know, you don't want to even right. ask you to, if you don't want to approve it, they ask you to go and start kind of checkboxing right. so many things. You just say, you know what, I'll just approve. So what would be your, let's say, so sure, let's operate under the assumption that Congress will meet big tech halfway, right? But some version of this law will go into effect in the future. What would be the top two, top three things? Small businesses, businesses in general, marketers should do. Build your database. And this is something you should do today. This is rule of thumb. Build your database. You'll be able to regain the loss from, let's say, the inability to target from just being able to resell right. to your email list. And I know it sounds basic, but a lot of brands are not collecting a proper yeah. email list or they're collecting and they're not using it properly. Right. Uh, or they're not using for, it to everything they can do, right? Like right. your list can be a remarketing audience, can be a custom audience, can be an email list. Well, we, ha- we need to see what the laws would be about remarketing. Right, but, uh, right. But yeah, just go back to basics. Don't look for shortcuts. In a way, we said that Facebook advertising might be a shortcut. I think right. it's it's a short route mm-hmm. to prospects. But I think building authority, building content, and capturing capturing the data right. for your own, politely asking for permission. Going back to best practices before everybody's information was just you know so exposed and yeah. so out there. And you see, talking about stuff like this with technical people, I think is sort of like a real different angle to look at it from the way normal people will look at it. Most people, I think, will look at legislation like this from a political perspective or a legal perspective. Or or my perspective as a user. I don't want my data to be there. But again, I'm telling you as a user, I do want to be marketed the things that are relevant for me without without sharing my information. You know, so mask it. Yeah. Don't 
call me Itamar, just call me one, two, three, four, five, or include <laughs> me in a segment in a bucket of dads right. for seven months right. old. And I'm, I'm fine with right. that. There is, I, I there also, is a middle ground. So, and I think that's the other takeaway here, right? Like I think brands and, and businesses should also understand there are people out there that do want to be advertised to, right? Like don't assume that everybody does not want to see advertising. If you are creating messages that have value. If you have value in the right time right, to the right people. Your customers probably want to see that. And I think that's a good wrap up to, yeah. to, to this conversation. Great. Itamar, thank you for Great joining us for this episode. Thank you so much. I'll invite you to another one again. Yes, please. Now, wait, let's much. wait for the next digital controversy. Thank you very much for thank joining so us much. at the True Logic DX podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the True Logic DX podcast, an audio production show for people who want to take their digital marketing game to the next level. If you enjoyed today's episode, follow True Logic on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Check out our website at truelogic.com.ph for more information on digital marketing. And make sure to catch our upcoming episodes on your favorite podcast network. Until next time.